I would caution like for people to not get too into this like bubble. There's so many great designers and engineers outside of that bubble that are having very successful careers. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about something kind of topical in the tech industry, and that is side hustling, working nights and weekends to build your skills that you use in your day job. I don't know about you, Finn, but this is something that I've seen talked about a lot, especially recently, I think because of the recent, like, I don't know, a lot of people are looking for jobs at the moment with COVID and things like that and running into these hurdles in the hiring process. But with engineering in particular, I think it is, it seems to be a conversation that's being had, like, why do I have to code on my nights and weekends to be a good developer? <laughs> yep. Like, can't I just code for money at my job? Why does it have to be a passion thing that I do for fun as well as for money? And I think the same can be said about design. I had the idea to do this episode because as I was mindlessly scrolling Twitter this morning, I saw a tweet (laughs) talking about how when you're a junior designer to improve your skills, you don't have to be working overtime. And while I agree with that, that you shouldn't be doing like overtime for free for a company sort of thing. I don't know. I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about, can you build your skills and can you grow in your career just inside the nine to five working hours. I thought it'd be a good discussion topic. We'll see if it's one of those ones where maybe you and I have a differing opinion. I don't know. (laughs) That would be rare. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be fun to get into. (laughs) How was your weekend though, Fem? How's life going? Oh, my weekend was pretty relaxing. I had a nap in the sun and I tended to my vegetable garden. So it was very, very chill. This weekend, we're going camping with another family. So that is exciting. Uh, We haven't really been camping with another group before. So I don't know, it'll be fun. We're like meal planning our campfire meals. So that's exciting. Nice. But uh, yeah, I had a dream last night that all of a sudden it was winter, like within one day. And I thought it was real and I was really (laughs) sad that all of a sudden it went from like 30 degrees to like snow. I don't know if that's like a a, a vision or something. You heard it here first, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It made me wake up and realize like how much I'm loving this warm weather and how much I appreciate the summer and like being able to sit outside and have dinner, like warm evenings, watch the sunset, go for a walk. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, waking up with a little bit of gratitude this morning, I suppose. I love that. And you know what? It's 2020, so I wouldn't be surprised if we woke up tomorrow and there was snow. It seems like just the sort of weird thing that would happen this year. I know. (laughs) Such a strange year. How are you going? Going good. Yeah. I can't think of anything new or exciting I've done since we last talked, to be honest. I feel like I'm seeing the end of, um, you know, the work that I'm having to do on Inside Marketing Design, my other series, which Mm, is mm -hmm. exciting because it's been this, you know, labor of love for mine for the past few months, I don't know, four months or something like that. Yeah. And there is just three episodes, I think, left to edit. So yeah, I'm already thinking forward to what's my next big project going to be after this. Cause you know me, I can't just sit and do nothing. Oh yes, we know. (laughs) Yes. So that's exciting to, to be feeling like I'm coming near the end of this thing that I just decided to do myself and I figured out how to make it happen and have seen it through to the end. So yeah, that feels that feels good. That is awesome. I should also mention because I don't think I did mention on the show that I have like rebranded my YouTube uh, and my like personal brand thanks to 
Holly Annett, who we talk about a lot on the show because we love her so much. Uh, she did an amazing job redesigning my my whole kind of brand, I guess, that I applied to YouTube. And I've started to to use it and put it out there in the world. So if you want to check it out, you can go to my YouTube channel. I'm I'm very happy with it. I think it looks awesome and I think she did such a good job. So it makes me really happy to get like a fresh new look uh, to sort of take me take me forward in my brand and side projects. Yeah, I feel like this is you like leveling up the YouTube channel, you know, mm-hmm. this thing yeah. that I know you've, you have been taking seriously for a while, but it was kind of a project that you started being like, oh, let's see how this YouTube yeah, thing totally. goes. <laughs> and now you're like, I don't know, I just see you taking the time to invest in a, a rebrand and, you know, placing all your thumbnails to match them as you saying, I'm serious about this. This is like, you know, a project of mine that's going to stick around. So I think it, look, it looks great. And there's, it's been exciting to seeing people notice that, you know, on Twitter and, and call it out that you've updated all your thumbnails and gone to that extra effort, which is really cool. Yeah, thank you. It feels good. Let's jump into the topic. I'm, I'm curious, you, you were the one that suggested talking about this. So I'd love to hear, I guess, first of all, like what has your reaction been to this discussion that you've seen on Twitter? Because I've seen a little bit of it going around as well. And curious what your like gut reaction has been to this. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of two minds in it. And that's why I thought it would be good to talk about because I don't feel like I have a very strong one way or the another, another opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand both sides of this argument that people have lives to live, you know, and that being able to side hustle on the skill that you use for your job is a privilege, you know, that you can have the time to spend working on code or working on design in your nights and weekends if you want to, because there's a lot of people who who don't have that opportunity when they're getting started in their career, you know? So I understand why there's this backlash against it being a, a necessary thing, you know, in the tech industry. But on the other hand, on the, the hiring side, as a person who has been involved in, in hiring creatives for roles at ConvertKit and other companies too, passion shows, right? Right. And... People who are there just to do the work during the work and perhaps they only care about the skill because it makes them money, um, I think it shows. And I think that a lack of passion can put you behind other candidates. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I fall on this is thinking I get why it should be that you can just do the job and do the job well and that's it. But when there is this whole other group of people who not only do the job well, but they're also really passionate about it and furthering their skills outside of work etc it's just I think it's hard to compete with that you know when it comes to a role so that's my sort of fence sitting <laughs> for the start of this but I do I don't know I'm, I'm kind of biased because I am a side hustler myself right right I design all of the time <laughs> and I wouldn't absolutely not be where I am in my career today if the only time I spent designing was during my nine to five hours. Yep. There is no freaking way I would be here. And I'm very grateful to be where I'm at. So that's where I said, what do you think? What was your reaction when I brought this topic up to you? Yeah, I think my reaction was like, undeniably, yes, I think side projects and passion can help you get ahead and can help make you stand apart. But I don't know if it's the only way. I think there's other things that might make up for that. Ooh, okay. I also feel like it's maybe more impactful 
earlier in your career. And I feel like maybe later in your career, what matters maybe more is like the work, I suppose, and like the projects and things you've shipped and things you've changed and the influence and impact that you've had at companies that that you've worked at. Uh, I feel like maybe in more senior roles, that's enough more than like junior. I don't know. I, I have been on the hiring side where I've had to, or me and, and, and my team, I suppose, we were trying to choose between two junior designers. And ultimately, yeah, it came down to, we chose the one who was clearly had a little bit more passion, a little bit more excitement, a few side projects that ultimately is what tipped them over the line. So I will not deny that like, Yes, I think side projects can help you get ahead and can help you get a foot in the door and can help you learn and accelerate your career. But I don't think it's the only thing and I don't think it's as important everywhere in your design journey. That's a really interesting point, Fem. I had not thought about this. Like now I wonder, I kind of want to go back and see the people who I've seen talking about this a lot recently on Twitter. Where are they in their career? Because I think it is all well and good to be later in your career saying, I don't think that you should have to work Uh, on stuff on nights and weekends to build up your portfolio and build your skills that should all happen on the job and you know that's what you should be judged on but yeah when you're later in in your career what you do in your job shipping products yeah like that's important (laughs) yeah yeah you're, you're shipping more and yeah you you probably are developing more on the job or that's you know the most important thing but when you're new at your career and you know People want to hire people who have experience. People want to hire people who have passion. You know, you want to work with people who are passionate about what they're doing. And for better or worse, having side projects is a way to show passion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And as a junior or someone early in your career, like you don't have that track record or that experience, right, of like shipping products, having impact, like reaching metrics, like honing your craft over time. You don't have that. And so that's where I do think things like side projects or like passion working on the side kind of can help make up for that. Um, And yeah, like I said, when it came to these two candidates, like that's what really shined and what really helped us make a decision. If it had been senior, I think we would have been more or paid more level of attention to to detail to to their craft and their, their success and their track record as opposed to their side projects. Right, because when you're hiring for a senior... You kind of want someone who can already do the job, you know, totally. whereas when you're hiring for a junior role, it's more about potential. Exactly. And uh, yeah, side projects, I guess, helped to show that potential. That makes sense to me. Yeah. In response, when I suggested this topic to you, you said you'd seen talk going around and, and I think I'd seen this too, mm. of how <laughs> comparing it to like brain surgery, saying that like to be a good brain surgeon, you're not expected to be practicing on brain <laughs> surgery on the nights and weekends, right. which is a great point. And it like kind of got me thinking like, yeah, that is, maybe this is kind of odd that in the tech industry, we've all just decided that this is a thing that happens. And obviously now some people are saying this isn't a thing that should happen and that um, it shouldn't be expected of us. And I don't know, I just personally don't see a way back from where we are. Like, unless the whole industry decides look, we are not going to do any side projects anymore. We are not going to do anything on the weekends and put that in our portfolio so that everyone will be on an even playing field for the jobs that we go for. But I just do not see that happening. No. One, like 
again, biased, but I'm very passionate about the things that I do. And so I cannot help myself but to do stuff uh, on the weekends and do stuff on the side. And there is just always going to be people like that who will be getting ahead the more they're developing their skills if you are not. If you are just designing as a junior at your day job, I think you are going to fall behind your peers who are, you know, putting more effort in on the side as well. Yeah. Whether that's fair or not, like that is up for debate, obviously, but I just think that's the fact of where we are. Yeah, I think... For me, this kind of comes back to my point that I briefly mentioned around, I don't think side projects is the only way. I think there's other ways. And if you think about the brain surgeon, like, sure, I don't think they're doing brain surgery in their spare time, but they're probably reading books or attending some conferences or or reading papers and literature and, and keeping up to date with developments in the surgery industry. I don't know. I'm sure it's a lot slower than tech. Tech seems to move a lot faster in our our rate of innovation is is accelerating. What I'm trying to say is side projects is one way to accelerate your learning and keep up with innovation. But I think there's a lot of other ways too, whether it's reading those books in your spare time or going to meetups or conferences or doing an online course. Or I, I think that those are also really interesting things you can add to your skill set or your toolbox that can help you accelerate in your career. And I guess if I think about the senior designers in in my team, some of them are you know, very, very senior. They've been doing this for like more than a decade or two. And I don't think they have side projects, but I know that they're very involved with like the innovation of of our industry and they're reading a lot. They're attending, talking at conferences. They're, They're really thought leaders in this industry. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I think those are also valuable ways to accelerate your career rather than just side projects. Yeah, that's a really good point because all of that is is learning too. And I'm sure, like you said, the brain surgeon is doing that. <laughs> and I think where this this talk comes from is because there's a lot of people, like I said, mostly on the engineering side of tech, mm-hmm. more so than design, I've seen it. A lot of people talking about like, should we have to do that? Should we even have to give a single thought to code right. and to software engineering outside of our nine to five? Right. And... I just see this movement growing. I don't know about you, but I've seen more and more people talking about this lately, whereas previously, I don't feel like it was ever called into question. It was kind of like, oh, you're a software developer. You love coding. You know, you you hack away on the weekends and, and you love reading about new technologies. Yeah. What did you make this weekend? <laughs> yeah. And so it's interesting to see this this other side of things, which I think is perfectly valid. Like it it is perfectly valid to get into tech because of capitalism. Um, <laughs> in a way, that's why I'm here. Like I, we've talked about before on the show, my career path was starting out in print graphic design and uh, after graduating, you know, with a visual communication degree. And I saw that web was where the future was at. I didn't necessarily think tech specifically, yeah. but I just knew that if I wanted to be making bank as a designer, I should be <laughs> looking towards the more digital side of things. Um, and move over to web design, which is why I made that switch. Uh, You know, one of the biggest reasons, honestly, why I made that switch was for more money. So I don't think that's a bad thing, and it's not a bad reason to want to be in tech. It is a very lucrative industry to be working in. But there is always going to be this problem, right, where if it's apparent to the interviewer that that's the only reason why you're here, and then there's someone else who is of equal skill level to you, and but also can demonstrate that passion and they just get a better sense that they enjoy what they do. I mean, the passionate person is going to be probably 
more enjoyable to work with, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, with a, a positive attitude or whatever. I don't know. Well, I'm just anticipating some hate for saying that. <laughs> I'm curious to hear from you. Is your perspective different depending on whether somebody's interviewing for a job versus like in their career, like working? Hmm. Do you have a different perspective there on how much you should be doing on the side, doing in the weekends, side projects, things like that? Just curious. It's interesting that you use the word should be. Mm-hmm. That's kind of thrown me a little because I don't think that you should do anything you don't want to right. do. <laughs> but you also need to realize when you're going for a job that if your portfolio of work from just the you know day jobs, work experience you've had isn't strong enough, then you're going to be up against a lot of people who are padding out their portfolio with passion projects. Yeah. Uh, and so you need to think about that if you want to be, if you want to compete, because it's wild to me that there's so many engineers, there's so many designers, and yet companies still struggle to hire. <laughs> That's probably a sign of, you know, company hiring processes being bad and you know, job requirements being way too strict and and stuff like that. But I think it's also like a sign of the applicants needing to better demonstrate that they are the right person to fill this role as well, you know? Mm -hmm. And if your work in your portfolio that you've had through your work experience cannot do that, then you should be supplementing. I'm going to say should. You should be supplementing (laughs) with side projects if you want to land that job. Yeah, I... I I'm so curious where this came from. Like, I agree with you. I don't think there's any going back. I think this is now like so founded and so expected in the tech industry that I just can't see us reversing out of this. But I guess I'm still a bit baffled where this came from and why this is so debated. And I think about like recruiters and I don't know if their level of expectation is the same as ours. And so I suppose I'm wondering where it all comes from and and why it is this way. And I'm thinking a lot about like the engineers and designers that I work with. And honestly, they're not on design Twitter. They're not like participating in designer news and and whatever, you name it. And yet they still have good jobs at an interesting company and do interesting, fulfilling work. And so, yeah, I guess I, I would caution like not for people to not get too too into this like bubble that we see on on Twitter especially like there's so many great designers and engineers outside of that bubble that are having very successful careers and so suppose I just give that as a little caution as well that like Twitter is especially design Twitter is a little bit of a bubble uh, and I think it helps just to keep things in perspective yeah yeah that's a really good point and um Obviously, this bubble is where I've seen people talking about this too. So I didn't. I don't know if your workmates ever give this a second thought. You know, yeah, like right. You said that if they're not on Design Twitter, do they even know that this is a debate that's being probably had? not? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. I I think it comes like I think this the questioning of it has come up because it is so prevalent that so many people have passion projects. Yeah, that it has kind of become expected or that you could be seen as behind if you don't have that to demonstrate, you know. Um, Like we've said, it could be the deciding factor between two people. So people are feeling pressure to have a passion project that perhaps they're not passionate about, you know, and that it seems to be expected these days. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about burnout in the tech industry and, and mental health and being forced to do a side project in order to land a good job 
sounds hella stressful. Like, yeah, I can see where this debate is coming from. That's why I said at the start that I'm kind of, I can understand both sides of this. Because if you're someone who just like wants to earn a living for their family, they are good at coding, but on the weekends, they just want to be with their kids or, you know, um, take care of their, their parents or whatever is needed. But then I don't know if something happens with your, with your company, like right now with the coronavirus and you're out of work and you're up against all these people who have side projects, that must be really tough. And so I can understand why this is being, being talked about. Yeah, that is, that is really hard. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Do you think anything should change? And if so, what? I think maybe it is a little on us as people hiring to be aware of what we're looking out for and that quality of work should always be more than quantity of work, you know, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. even when it comes to experience, I think, because there's a lot of people who, I don't know, we haven't yet figured out even a better way to demonstrate experience than putting a number of years next to stuff, which is how people end up writing job ads. Um, did you see the one going around the other day where someone had written that you needed five years experience with Figma, which hasn't even existed for five years yes. yet? Um, so that's impossible. No one can meet that job requirement. <laughs> but, you know, we haven't found a better way to, to measure that yet. And there can be people with both with 10 years of experience, but the depth and quality of one person's work versus the other can be vastly different, you know? So years doesn't really matter. It is about the the quality of the work rather than the quantity of projects that you've done, I think. And so, yeah, maybe it's on us when we're hiring to check, keep that in check, you know? And like I said, it's difficult because I do always want to work with someone who's passionate and someone who just loves what they do is going to just shine so much more in interviews than someone who is like, you know, just wanting a job. Both are valid reasons, but unfortunately... I, I don't know. I just couldn't see myself choosing the person who's there to just, you know, show up and get the work done, providing both the passionate person and the, you know, person in it for the money are both at the same skill level, of course. You know, I just can't see myself not picking the passionate person in that scenario. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm talking in circles now. What I'm saying is we have to be careful that the passion doesn't make us see the quality of work perhaps it's better than it is does that make sense Mm. like let's make sure we are judging the work first in an accurate way i think that that's something we can all work to do better on and that maybe that's a little something that could help i don't know yeah what do you think yeah i think similar like i i agree i think the most important thing is the quality of the work and there's different ways to go about building and and refining your your craft and your design skills in order to get quality work and yeah, side projects is almost, I would say, like in a fast track to do that. Hmm, yeah. And so that might be what you do in order to get that refined craft and, and have that high level of quality in your work. Like I said, I do think there's other ways to go about that. In my experience, side projects have been the quickest way to help me get there. And I think there's added benefits of, of side projects that come along with it like like you said I think it's very clearly like shows that you have passion in something if you're you know willing to put in time on the side and and create something um of your own right that's clearly like a sign of passion uh so I I do think side projects have that benefit to it um but I agree ultimately we should be judging the quality of the work 
and whether it's side projects that help you meet that bar or some other form of learning that's that's kind of up to the designer to choose that path yeah and I think it's also just the reality of the career path we have chosen like this is not the type of career where you just show up get your work done and go home (laughs) and that if that's the kind of thing you're looking for there is lots of other options out there for to use creative skills you know I don't want to say that and and make people I don't know not want to work in tech or something like that or crush their dreams but (laughs) I guess if it's your dream then you're probably passionate about it and maybe you're not in this situation you know yeah (laughs) but it's it's what we signed up for is a little bit of what I think and I feel a bit bad saying that but I think it's the truth yeah it's it's part of our industry now I don't think it's going away yeah exactly well Maybe we have sufficiently annoyed enough people and we should stop talking about this now. (laughs) I would honestly love to hear anyone listening, your thoughts on this. Like, let's make this a discussion. I think it's very clear that, you know, both Famicru and I are willing to have our minds changed on things and that we don't know everything and would love to hear your perspective, especially if it's a different one to ours, because obviously we can only represent our own walks of life too. Um, And so let's make this a discussion how about reach out to us on twitter at design life fm share your thoughts on this topic what do you think the level of reliance on passion as a measure in this industry what do you think that does for our industry is it a good thing is it a bad thing how do you feel about it how has it affected your career let's chat awesome yeah i can't wait to to hear some responses from our listeners and and hear their perspectives i'm super curious uh, you can always tweet us at designlifefm. And if you want to listen to more episodes like this, you can go to designlife.fm and find them there or in your favorite podcasting app. Yeah, just open it up, search Design Life and see our little purple logo. That's it. <laughs> Click subscribe. That's it. <laughs> All right. Chat to you next week, Charlie. Talk then, Fem. Bye. Bye.